It's a delicate balance, making sure you have enough coverage, but not too much, and also making sure that you're not overpaying or underpaying and putting yourself at risk. So how much medical malpractice coverage should you be carrying? Today, we're gonna talk about how malpractice limits work and give you some tips on how to select the level of coverage that's right for you. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform. So be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. Just a quick reminder before we jump in, we are here to provide general information on medical malpractice insurance and related topics, but not specific legal or insurance advice. So if you have a question about your practice or individual coverage needs, be sure to talk to your agent or legal advisor or contact us at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We'd be happy to help. All right, so just like your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance, or any other type of personal exposure, healthcare providers need to find the right balance with their malpractice insurance to make sure they're appropriately covered without overpaying. So let's start by looking at how malpractice limits are structured. Medical malpractice policy limits describe how much money an insurance company will pay on your behalf in the event of a claim. The limits consist of two numbers, a per claim limit and an annual aggregate. If a policy had a malpractice insurance policy limit with 1 million, 3 million coverage, then he or she would have 1 million limit per claim and a $3 million aggregate limit for the year. So how exactly would that work? Here's an example. Let's say that we have a general surgeon who had three covered claims in a year, each paying $500,000. If he has a 1 million, 3 million policy limit, does he have enough insurance? The answer is yes, all three claims would be paid. $500,000 is below the $1 million per claim limit. And the total for the year, so 500,000 times three claims, equals 1.5 million, which is also below his $3 million aggregate. So all three would be covered. Here's another example. Let's say we have an OBGYN who had two claims in one year. Let's say the first one paid out 1.2 million and the second paid out 500,000. Would he be covered? Here's the answer. Partially, 1.2 million is actually $200,000 higher than his $1 million per claim limit. So that provider would be personally responsible for any amount above his $1 million limit. The second claim would be covered since $500,000 is below that $1 million per claim limit. But the sum of both of those claims still do fall within the $3 million aggregate limit for the year. So how does a doctor determine how much coverage to carry? 
Depending on your risk tolerance, there are a wide variety of limits available. However, some states do have minimum requirements that must be carried. In addition to the state requirements, oftentimes hospitals and third-party credentialing organizations will require a minimum amount of coverage in order for you to have privileges. So how do you choose which limits are right for you? First, start by talking to your group or employer to find out what limits your colleagues are carrying. It's generally recommended that all of the providers in a group carry the same or similar policy limits. Some malpractice insurance carriers will actually require that the corporation carries limits that match the highest individual limit with the group. So for example, let's say we've got a group of five plastic surgeons. Let's say everyone in that practice carries a 1 million, 3 million policy limit, but one surgeon in particular wants more coverage. Let's say he has a 2 million, 4 million limit. That means the corporation has to carry 2 million, 4 million as well. Another consideration for determining proper malpractice policy limits is your geographic area, your specialty, and also your scope of practice. Metropolitan areas are generally more litigious, and so they're going to have higher claim frequency and severity. So be mindful of that when you choose your limits. Also consider that your specialty or any other high-risk procedures might affect the amount of coverage that you want to carry. So ask yourself questions like, are you doing a large number of surgical procedures, maybe more than the average surgeon? Or are you doing a lot of mammography reads, more than the average radiologist? These types of questions are helpful when discussing your options for malpractice limits with your insurance agent. So while it's certainly a risk to carry limits that are too low, it could also be a risk for you to carry limits that are too high. It's often speculated that doctors who carry very high malpractice limits are more of a target for plaintiff attorneys as they're seen as kind of the deep pockets with more potential money at stake. This is certainly a risk, so it's important for providers to carry appropriate limits, not too high and not too low. So can you change your limits throughout the lifetime of your practice? Yes, it is possible for you to change your policy limits throughout the course of your career, but be considerate of the type of insurance that you have. With a claims made policy, any changes to your policy limits, either higher or lower, will be retroactive all the way back to the inception date of your policy. Whereas an occurrence limit, those changes will be done on a going forward basis, not retroactive. So it's important that you talk to a knowledgeable malpractice agent before you make any adjustments to your policy limits to understand the potential long-term effects of making those changes. And by the way, if you need a refresher on occurrence versus claims made coverage, check out episode four for more information on the differences between these two policy types. We recommend that you review your policy limits regularly to ensure that they continue to meet state and third-party requirements and that they're at an appropriate level for your unique practice setting. A knowledgeable malpractice insurance agent is a valuable resource, and they will help you monitor the market changes and can help make suggestions if and when you might want to consider making adjustments to your coverage along the way. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us today via phone, email, or chat. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com.
That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great new content coming your way in the next few weeks, and we're really excited to share it with all of you. But if you found this information helpful today, could you do me a favor? Give us a like and leave a review and be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.